Welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I am here with my friend Stephanie and she is going to talk to you guys about mental health, which is actually her CSI with Miss Texas organization. Yes. So Stephanie, if you want to kind of give us a little intro bio about yourself. Sure. So I am Stephanie Went. I'm from Coppell, Texas, and I recently graduated with my master's in marketing from the University of Texas at Austin. And my CSI is called Bridge to Better, um, a mental health movement. And it stems from my own story and experience with struggling with my undiagnosed mental health and the struggle to get diagnosed and the process of what came after and the process and journey I'm still on of discovering more about myself and how to be the healthiest mental version of myself. I love it. So talk about what got you interested in the mental health advocacy portion of that. Yeah, so I actually think I started struggling with my mental health when I was around 13, wow. right around puberty. And Makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Um, I have always been a super busy person, and I think it was really easy for me in high school to really just focus on school and focus on dance and focus on all of the things that I loved. And I think I was so busy that I didn't ever have a moment to really stop and give myself the break that I needed. Right. And whenever I got to college, my senior year, as I was kind of figuring out what it was that I wanted to do and kind of facing the struggle that a lot of us do when you know we're nearing the end of a big chapter of our life, which is, I don't know what I want to do next. I don't know where I want to go. My friends are leaving and kind of um, just being really unsure. And I kind of felt myself really falling into depression and from there, um, I went into my master's program and was just experiencing really bad burnout. And I didn't feel like myself and I was struggling to get anything done. I had no motivation to do the things that I've always loved, which is working out, dancing. Um, I love to cook. Mm -hmm. And so I really just um, got to a place where I was like, I, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. And eventually I did end up going to a psychiatrist and getting a diagnosis and getting put on meds. And from there, it, it really changed my life. And I'm like, I feel like a completely different person now, but I waited years probably to actually get that diagnosis and to get the help that I needed. And so ideally my goal with Bridge to Better is to encourage people to, to not be like me and when they start to feel like something is wrong, to seek the help that they need and to not be afraid to do it. Yeah. Yeah, just to call it out. Yeah, and I think even though at this point I had already been talking about mental health really truly for years, right. um, I think I myself was still scared to like admit that there was something wrong. Yeah. And there's still a stigma. There mm -hmm. still is, um, especially in, you know, as you know, as a former dancer, like mm -hmm. there's just this pressure to always be perfect, yeah. both like on a stage and off the stage. And in pageantry, it's similar, but I do think it's moving towards being a little bit more. Definitely genuine and being more authentic and explaining that you know we're not flawless barbie doll people like no, we are true human beings who yeah. have flaws <laughs> and have things that we struggle with yes. and um but whenever i first started competing in pageants it wasn't like that mm -hmm. you know it was very you know there's just this pressure to be perfect and i think i still was holding on to that yeah that makes sense what is your favorite thing about mental health advocacy in your csi I think my favorite thing is that it can be really simple mm -hmm. to take care of your mental health. And one thing that really changed my mindset about mental health was when someone told me that we need to treat it the same way as we, as a society, mm -hmm. look at our physical health. I love because that. there yes. is so much in the media, there's so much in the way that, in the things that were taught in elementary school, that we should be working out every single day and we should be eating healthy. Yep. But we haven't been taught how to take care of our mental health. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I feel like 
as a whole were really just exploring. And so whenever I competed in the Miss America organization as a teenager, I competed for three years from the time that I was 14 to 17. And I actually was Miss Texas Outstanding Teen. And during that year, my CSI back then, back then it was a social, what was it, a platform. Back then it was a platform. One and of yeah, one, one, of, of one of the many words. <laughs> and it was called hashtag spread the smile. And so looking back on it now, it, what it was was a reflection of me trying to find the things that brought me joy in life mm-hmm. while I was struggling behind the scenes and wanting to help other people find the small things that made them smile. Yeah. Because those were the things that I clung on to that, you know, helped me get through the hard times was dancing, spending time with my friends, finding just little moments and things that I could do throughout the day for myself and for others. And I just felt so good volunteering, getting out in my community, serving other people. And I did a lot of volunteer work in high school that had absolutely nothing to do with like mental health or my CSI and just feeling of, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the feeling of giving back honestly was like one of was one of the reasons I kept coming back to this organization because I loved it and I felt like I got so many great opportunities in organizations that I never even would have known existed so for me hashtag spread the smile really just became this way for me to encourage and empower other people to a find the things that made them Mm -hmm. happy and that brought them joy and made them smile and also to do little things throughout the day that made other people smile yeah because we have like a very face down society everyone's always looking at their phones looking at the ground avoiding eye contact yeah Yeah, egocentric avoiding eye contact with other people Mm -hmm. and you know, especially in the South, like we kind of thrive on the moments where like you're in an elevator with someone and you turn to them and you just like strike up a conversation. Obviously, some people love that and some people don't. But mm-hmm. it's those little moments where like a stranger compliments you on your shirt and like the whole rest of the day, like say you were having a bad day. and you're, You know, it's those little things like that yeah. that someone else does that like turns your day around. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I did as a teenager was I created um, basically a... Um, oh my god, what's it called? Where they sign it? Not a petition. Um, I mean, yeah. A pledge. It was a pledge okay. that whenever I went into schools and I spoke as Miss Texas Teen, all the students that I spoke to would sign the pledge, which is basically that. that they would do some sort of act of kindness mm-hmm. for someone else to hashtag spread the smile. I love that. Um, and so Bridge to Better was essentially just the more mature version of that. So as mm-hmm. I grew, as struggles grew, as um, our conversation around mental health grew, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of this natural progression to go from kind of the baby version of mental health before we actually even had the words mental health in our vocabulary into something greater. And so that's kind of how Bridge to Better was formed. It really has just kind of been um, a progression. I love that. What is the most difficult thing about mental health advocacy in your CSI? So like the opposite Mm -hmm. of the question we just said. For me, it's been talking about my struggle because my diagnosis is still somewhat new. My struggles aren't, but being okay and, you know, getting past like the fear of what other people are going to think of me or preconceived notions that people might have of me because of a diagnosis is A, the most important reason to talk about it, but B, also the scariest. So I would say that that's that's been something that I'm still working on and also just, I mean, still destigmatizing it. I mean, there's um, a lot of people, if you read comments on like social media posts and mental health accounts or, I mean, quite frankly, my parents have had to come a really long way in understanding my mental health because they didn't grow up in a generation where mental health was talked about. It was very much like if you were struggling in any way, it was ignored, it wasn't spoken of, suck it up, buttercup, Mm -hmm. was essentially how it was taken care of. And so my parents wanted to help me, but they didn't really know how. 
And so it was kind of um, a process for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm 23 years old. And so it's great that I think a lot of younger parents Mm -hmm. are being exposed to mental health earlier. Whereas like a lot of us with parents who grew up in that generation where mental health was not talked about at Mm -hmm. all, still kind of struggle to understand what it is and what it means. And so kind of encouraging and empowering people to take the steps that they need for themselves and being their own advocates and sometimes having to be able to say to people that we love like I'm sorry but I need to do this so that I can be the best version of myself even if you don't agree with it yeah I love that and that's one of my favorite things about our generation too is that even if something has been a certain way for a long time Mm -hmm. our generation is really not okay with just being you know complacent Mm -hmm. and average with what has been and we really are advocates for change so I love that. I think that's one of the best things that has come from social media. I think it obviously has its cons but like something you wish more people understood about mental health. One thing that I think a lot of people don't understand Mm -hmm. is that it really isn't something that's in our control and I feel like this is probably really repetitive but like people who struggle with depression aren't lazy they aren't just choosing to not do something because they don't want to do it right they actually have just this uh, I mean really truly like a disability um and an inability to get these things done so um I would really like to see a movement towards it being treated in the same way as Mm -hmm. physical health like in the same way that we have sick days I think companies choosing to do like mental health days and having mental health resources yeah Yeah. um because there really truly is a need for it and i think a lot of people think it's weird because it's different and it's new and they don't fully understand it right but i think in the next few years we're going to see a lot more people utilizing those things and understanding why there's a need for it and why there's a push for it now and why we always should have had it i love that i love that what is your biggest piece of advice for individuals struggling with mental health i would say define what works for you So in the same way that, I mean, obviously, like, we've competed in the Miss America organization and we've been dancers, and so we are very attuned to our bodies. We know what works. We know what we should and shouldn't be eating before we perform. We know that, you know, we should be cross-training and working out and lifting weights, and so your mental health is the same way. You have to find what works best for you, for your body, for your mind, and for your life. Like, for me, I tend to be really scatterbrained. I have ADHD, and Mm -hmm. so... ADHD is so broad in the ways that it affects people. And so the little things that I have to do are things that like people wouldn't ever even think of. Um, Like I have to be super specific about where I put things because otherwise like I'll forget where my keys are or my iPod, like everything, my iPod, oh my God, what is it, 2014, my AirPods. (laughs) um, Everything has to have a home and like I have to have multiple laundry baskets. Otherwise, if I don't have one in my closet and in my bathroom, like, clothes are going to get thrown all over the place like there's just really small specific things that I do that I have to plan around my life and my schedule and what works for me that like wouldn't work for the next person right I think of another example but I mean it's just finding like those little things that work for you because no two people are the same yeah that's so true and I love that approach too well thank you so much Steph for coming on thanks for having me me. and I will see you guys next time bye y'all